0: The Reds Report, on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley.
2: This is for the fans. The Vibe.
3: And hello everyone, welcome to the next episode of The Reds Report. As always, um, Steve Andrews, you're not in your bedroom Steve, where are you mate?
1: No, I've come running downstairs because yet again, computer... And this wonderful Wi-Fi that I've got that okay. doesn't seem to connect unless I'm sat on actual router box. So I'm sat in an awkward <laughs>
3: position as well. <laughs> anyway. and um, our special guest today we've we've had him on before. Always great to hear his insights. Um, and and he's one of the well the lucky few I suppose that has been able yeah. to see the transformation of Barnsley FC on the in And that's um, Leon Wopshell from the Yorkshire Post. Leon, how are you?
2: I'm not so bad. Good, in, good evening, everyone. Yeah, it's. Um, I do feel for you. I've got to be honest. Um, you know, I'm having some fun watching Barnes in a minute. Just sad, sad that you lot aren't here. But hopefully, hopefully, a, a bit further down the line. Yeah.
3: yeah, there's 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 been a lot made uh, the last few matches, especially you know the the Chelsea result. Well, not the result. I suppose the performance being on BBC One, yeah. then going to Brentford. You know, we we there's been plenty of episodes. Um, I want to talk about Blackburn really because. I think any time we've come up against Tony Pulis, he's got that knack of identifying what makes a team tick and almost trying to nullify yeah. it. Yeah. The stats yesterday, and I don't believe in stats, sorted of that much, but they were very similar. There was a couple of percent in, 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 in uh, possession, fouls, everything else. Um, how special is Valerie and Ismail, if you look at your state, making those substitutions at that moment yeah. in time, then throwing another one on? What have you made of him?
2: Well, I think I was doing a little little tweet this morning that I think since he's arrived, there's only four teams who picked up more points, isn't there? I think is it is it Norwich, Watford, Brentford, and um, uh, Swansea, I think, isn't it? And, I mean that just says everything about him. Is I mean I, I've sort of you've had some crackers here at the the, the last few. Uh, you know I like I like Daniel, I like uh, Gerhard but. I, I, this guy's just got an aura about him. I just think you can tell he's worked at some some really big um clubs. He's he's shown some good man management already. And um, you know, tactically he's you know he's he's very strong. It, it was interesting. I, I was talking to the um um the, the local reporter for Blackburn and I said to him afterwards that, you know, Ismail effectively won Barnsley that game. He was so proactive with his substitutes. So he obviously changed one at half time, then brought the forwards on early. And he said that um Tony Moby's usually, usually that's that's what he's using like straight away. You know, if, if something's not going right, he'll change it. But he, he just sort of got out front, didn't he? Really? He he made the changes later on, bringing on the likes of Elliot. And it was too late, wasn't it? But it was it was a nothing game, it was drifting um towards nothingness, really. You know, it was a, a bad weather. And and he changed it, and uh, and bang, he, he saw the signs, and that's you know any any good manager can see things in a game, and it and it worked a treat, and he's he's um, been an absolute breath of fresh air in every way.
3: And um, of, of course, I said to the it, it was Tony Mowbray. Um, we've we've often said that um, at times it feels like we're lacking in Plan B. On the on the Daniel, for instance, on on the Gearhart, pressing yeah. that intensity was there maybe not at the level that we've got now, but the, the plan, I suppose the, um, the DNA started to develop and that, that was the vision for Basley Football yeah. Club, but there was often a lack of a of a, of a plan B. Um, he seems to be one of the rare managers that's making full use of these new rules regarding substitutions. And like you yeah. said, that yeah. won us the match. That got us those three points, didn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's... Yeah, he's got different sort of options as well up front, hasn't he? I mean, you, you, you've got the sort of um, you know you've got you've got the craft of people like Woodrow and, and Chaplin bright and busy. Then you've got you've got the power of DK and Carl and Carlton Morris as well. And you know you can sometimes go with starting. You could start DK and Morris, or you or you you know do what they did last night with Woodrow and um, and Chapin and bring the other two on. And you know it's just having those options, isn't it? And you know um valerian obviously said the big thing was you know getting through january keeping the players to give you those you know to have those options so you've been so you're able to do that and you know it's not just there as well i mean you look at like a jordan williams as well he he came on i thought he was you know excellent last night you know callum styles by his high standards and he's a young lad you're not going to play brilliantly every week and you know, it wasn't, wasn't too bad, but by his standards, it, you know, he was um, having a pretty average average game ready. But, you know, Ismail brought him on, brought Jordan Williams on a load of energy. He made a difference. And, you know, it's, it's having, having those um, options up front, but also in, in other positions for players to come in, having that quality. And, um, you know, in, in these times when you've got a lot of games as well, you've got three game weeks all over the place, you've got to use everything at your, at your disposal and um you know he's getting getting everything out of the resources he's got as is, uh, is his male. and you know that's a, that's a sign of a, of a of a top manager
1: do you think then that it's time for such as your styles like he's done probably with Solbauer and bringing Sib in is it time that he had a little bit of a rest do you think he he'd benefit from having one or two games on the bench
2: yeah i mean uh, um, possibly i mean he's only a young lad you tend to forget that don't you really you burst yeah off the yeah you know, last year, everyone talked about, you know, that run for the Forest game and what he did against Brentford. He, he's going to have he's going to have peaks and troughs, really, isn't he? And, uh, you yeah, know, that, that's part of it. I think in three three game weeks, you know, lads are let set that, you know, you can't, with the minutes they've had so far this season, they're going to have to sometimes freshen it up. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that's all part of the learning curve. And I, I could see, you know, definitely that coming into it, you think. Looking at
1: Styles, is obviously power. Uh, he's good, good on the ball, good tackling, and what have you. I think though, I don't want to put a negativity onto this, yeah. but perhaps his passing needs to be worked on a little bit.
2: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. I mean, I don't know if you caught, there was a there was a point in the in the first half, and there weren't there wasn't too many sort of really fluid passages of play. I didn't think in the first half, but they created a really good position on the left and. You Know he, he was in there, Cal. I mean, he just had to sort of look up and just think for a minute and, and pick someone out yeah. and drove it in. And yeah. it, it was a bit a bit of a waste, I don't know if, if you saw that. And yeah, yeah, but it is that sort of final, final ball decision making sometimes. And you know, he's got loads, loads going for him, but um, he, he's by no means the finished article, yeah. That's he said, oh no, no, did, yeah, did he'd admit that himself, wouldn't he? But yeah. I do. Uh, I do agree with. You. Sometimes it, it's decision making. You know, you just need that little bit of calm, that split second, just to sort of. at it?
1: Up. It's just quality though, as well. Not just from Callum Star, but that final third. At times, we do tend to like that little bit of little, little bit of quality. Don't don't we? Do you think?
2: Yeah. You yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, that'll come. The the young lads aren't they, and uh, yeah, you know, so they are sort of learning on on the job, sort in, in some respects. But I, I do think that that'll come. But um, you know, I, I think I think you just got to just got to keep working on it, really, haven't you? But that um, I, I was it was a good, a, a pretty good win last night. I mean, that was a yeah. sort of game. I don't, I don't know what you thought. I mean, maybe at some points last year. You know, I think some of the teams who came well World World didn't do a lot, and then just got away, took a chance, and nicked. Oh, up. we'd
1: have lost it. We'd have lost. It. Yeah. We'd have
2: lost that game.
1: We've had a few yeah. of those games, though. I think this last few weeks, where we've, we, me, i have said that you know, twelve months ago, they're the yeah. sort of games that we would have lost. But now, yeah, Valerian. I mean, he's a he's a scary guy as well. You look at him on, <laughs> on the headline, yeah. and I've said yeah. it before. You certainly won't want to run into him in a in a dark alley. Uh, no, he's really no. a scary guy, but he's. Yeah. He's obviously proactive online, and he's online. he's really gene him up.
2: Yeah, there was a, a funny story. We they brought um, Alex mower up last night after his goal, and um, I think I asked him a question about his goal, and I think the first thing he said was, uh, "He said I was thinking about chipping it, but um, I, I heard Valerie on the on the touchline saying it. You know, he'd go absolutely berserk. So <laughs> he got sort of yeah, he took the pragmatic option and rounded the keeper and, and took yeah. it away to and yeah, it's. I think it just. He's got massively high standards, hasn't he? Yes. I think, well, the, the first things he said in in the presser after the game was, you know, how unnecessary the goal was at the end from from Armstrong. I suppose it showed as well how crucial Roberts' goal as well was. You know, like I said the word he used was unnecessary. Yes. You know, he, he was. You know, you can just imagine that won the game, and then, you know, they'll come back in training. He'll he'll have that that clip ready. This is what you know. You should you. You shouldn't be in this position. This is what he got wrong. And yeah, he's a massive. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's his background in German football, maybe, and playing for teams like you know Bayern Munich, where you know it is pretty much win at all costs, isn't it? And and you yes. get in that culture and environment, and um, you know he doesn't like he, he you know he doesn't like sloppiness. Players, you know, have to do have to do what he says, and um, you know he's sort of old school in that respect, but he's. New school in a lot of other ways as well.
3: We, You just talked about him there, about him having high standards. And I think you can tell, which is probably, he's doing it the right way, though, isn't he? Because they yeah. are a set of young lads. Yeah. He set this sort of target, the initial target of 50 points. Yeah. yeah. And that's by no means the end result. But once he's there, he'll probably move that target because it's, it's yeah. hard to. Um, it, it's so congested in there. You, you go on a little run of three or four wins, and and you catapult it up. Yeah. But you you have some off weeks, and you soon be down there. So it, so he does that. Um, but his his skills as a coach, if you look, for instance, at um, um, at Toby Civic, yeah, you know, Toby Civic went on loan. Hardly featured towards the end of last season. Gerard Struber for whatever reason, obviously, you know, had a look at him, played him in various yeah. positions, never yeah. really, really fancied him. He goes to KV stands, he doesn't get a minute's worth of football, so all he does in essence is just keep fit. He comes back within three weeks um, Barnsley yeah. fans, as other football fans, um, ha- hands in the hair when, you know, when he's recalled yeah. and, oh, what we're doing. It's like, a, a, it, it's like we've upgraded a Ford Escort and and, 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 He's been to Belgium for a bit, and we've got a Maserati coming yeah. back because he seems faster. He seems more secured. Yeah. He's cutting those mistakes out. Yeah, and that's another sort of key that um, is 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 working in our benefits because some of these players that people didn't watch yeah. about are coming back and are real bowlers in the championship.
2: Yeah, I I, um, I, I tell you what he's having I mean, I, I, first of all, it's good man management, isn't it? I mean, there was an article in the in the program last night. He's not had he's had a tough time of it, Toby, hasn't he? You're, yeah. I think I remember the Blackburn away game wasn't it he made a mistake in that it was Struber's first game and, and I I just sort of thought to myself as that sort of marked his card in a, in a sort of you know negative way and he sort of found himself then he found himself out of the side and um, I think from from what I've read he, he was he was trying to talk to Struber you know what am I doing wrong but he, he sort of um, didn't particularly talk to him much and just just froze him out really and then he went to Hearts and um they had the obviously the the season got ended early there. Didn't he get glandular fever as well? I think as well, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah, was polder, wasn't he? It. Yeah. 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 And then he goes to Belgium and he's not he he, he doesn't kick a ball. So I'd so, say it was really good man management from, from Ismail. He came, you know, he came back to, back to Barnsley. He'd been training with the kids in in a lockdown. He sort of um you know, metaphorically, put an arm around and didn't didn't he? And he, he said, look, "Look, look, Toby, I've seen some of your, um, some of your clips. I like, you know, I like what you're about." And you know, he's back in the fold. He played against the Norwich in the Norwich game, and he's just he's just not looked back, hasn't he? And I, I just think, and and as a player as well, he's he's a big lad. He's got a yard of pace. Mm. He's energetic, and maybe you know, he fits into that sort of bracket that uh, Valerian likes. And you know, it's good to see. Yeah, I say, good man management. To, to bring him back, and um, he certainly
3: looks an asset. And I thought he was—I thought he was pretty good last night. And he's been, yeah, yeah, That's a good game last yeah. I, I thought same. How much credit has to go to the people behind the screens, though? So if you look at, we've yeah. we've not yet seen Liam Kitchen because obviously he's you know he's injured since he came to the club. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Morris was one of the earliest signing, and we knew mm. that this was happening. It was first or second or, or, or January January. Um, then, of course, Daryl DK Yeah. The, the, there's always that question amongst Barnsley fans of, oh, this he's gonna go, oh, is for gonna the lose. fans. The although fight. we weren't in a position like we usually are, fighting relegation, you were comfortable. Comf- yeah. we were mid-table. They still not just brought anybody to the club to get a Daryl Dike. It's a bit of a coup, isn't it? You know, he's, he's United yeah. States full international. I know we probably needed that to come over anyway. We've only seen flashes, but again, you said it before. He offers something different. He gives defenders something to think about, whether that's a set piece, whether he's got his back to goal. How much yeah. credit has to go to the people, to the board, for actually still investing in the squad, although we weren't, you know, fighting relegation like we normally are come January.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that um, you know, Ismail obviously said what he wanted. He, want, he wanted a cup. That, some more power energy and, and pace up front and the um you know the, the board and the people well, the people in uh, who, who run the recruitment more, more especially have, uh, have answered that haven't they and you know you, you sort of thought there must be some point when um, you know you know with with dame murphy's links to the american game it's it's an area that we haven't um uh, tapped into really and Obviously, got a hell of a lot of contacts, and it's and it's worked out obviously with him be, um, starting the international, which enabled him to come over with you know meet meet the criteria, and he's um you know it was a breath of fresh air at his first interview, a really really engaging nice lad, and you know he uh, he, he he came on against Chelsea, you know it, it's tough, really isn't it, making your debut against the Premier League team on live on television, yeah. this time the other, and um, you know it, it took him a little while in the game to to find his feet, one or two. Positive signs at the end, but you know, we obviously Carl Morris got the goal at Brentford, but that must have been massive for, for DK as well. You know, playing against the the form team in the Championship, you know, lay, laying on a goal, and um, you know he's backed that up, hasn't he? You know, by coming in coming on last night, and you know his pace and power, and you can just imagine the Blackburn defence. I thought they were quite strong in the in the first half, well organised. You got Lennigan in the middle; he was. He was um, heading most things, marshalling his back four. So they've sort of done that decent work. Then all of a sudden, DK comes on a Morris, two big lads who run the channels, powerful, you know, real sort of pests. And, you know, it it, um, it changed the game. And I think also I'd say that um the two good lads as well. I know it sounds um, doesn't sound too important, but no, I, speak, I speak to um, you know, I deal with Paul Warner at quite a lot. And he's He's massive on bringing in play. Obviously, you want to sign good players, but bringing in good lads as well, good yeah. people, and um, you know that you can see that those two are on the fitted right into into the dressing room. And uh, you know, all, all power to the uh, to the recruitment committee, call it what you will for 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 bringing them in because they look like they've got something about them.
3: Um a couple of players that maybe I suppose, well. People not questioning that wouldn't be right. And um, Herbie Kane arrived on, you know, that, that was a that was yeah. I suppose a bit of a marquee buy in the summer transfer period from yeah. Liverpool. We know what he did at Doncaster, and um, I never like playing Doncaster because they always seem to outplay us. <laughs> I remember Herbie Kane absolutely destroying us. You remember, a bit that, of um... a tough, yeah, a bit of a tough time when he was at Hull because of injuries. Yeah, yeah. and um, obviously when Matty James came to the club, um, and everybody has different views and. and yeah. As myself and Steve often listen, I, I like Matty James. I, my worry was always that if you bring somebody in that's that good, you're not developing your own sort of talent. Um, he's gone back. Yeah. Romo yeah. Palmer has grabbed that opportunity and seems to be something like the, the number one choice to start. Um, mm. Herbie Kane, although came on yesterday, I suppose still looking for maybe that break, that goal or, or an yeah. opportunity, because he's definitely coming from the bench. Um, at Brentford, the last substitution... Callum Britton moves into the centre of midfield yeah. and Clark Adore is set on, on the bench. We've not seen Clark Adore, I think, well, at all so far. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, what about D'Alstu? I know you, you you know a bit about Herbie Kane and, you know, well, yeah. he will come good or he'll get that chance. Is that maybe in the back of your head, you know, shoot more would leave at the end of the season. You've got Palmer, you've got Kane at the club, so, you know, we don't need to worry. Yeah. Mm. What, what does he need to do, do you think, to, to, to you know, to be um, an one choice to partner more, to rather than Romelu Palmer at the moment?
2: I, I think you sort you sort of stole his thunder in some ways. The f- first thing I think about with Herbie, Herbie Kane, he's obviously got you know got talent. Maybe that's there's that little bit of confidence with him. You know, he he never never had a, a sniff of such a at Liverpool, and he's had some. He's been unlucky with some injuries at, at Hull, hasn't he? And yeah. You know, he's come to Barnsley at a big price tag, and he, hes just—he's um, just waiting for a moment or two, isn't he? You know whether that's you know when he bangs a free kick into the top corner or something or other, just to sort of just to sort of trigger trigger him off. And he's obviously seen, you know, Alex is getting a, a lot of plaudits and, and rightly so. Um, he's just wanting something to happen. You know, I, I think there's a I think there's a player in there, but.
3: Um, just wanting that little bit, little bit of a moment, definitely. Yeah, yeah. What, what about Ador? Um, mm. it, 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 it was a, a me and um, Steve were sort of texting throughout the match, and, yeah. and Steve put to me, if rather than him sitting on the bench and and not being played, and we be better off maybe just selling him? Because Ador and yeah. Simoewash was it last season? I remember yeah. it must have been because I, I, yeah. I remember sitting there and I said. To, I think it was either Chris or whatever, said that that's where the money's coming from. They're your next two players. Simwesh, yeah. although them two together, yeah. left-hand side, they were combining. Absolutely fantastic. We know Simwash got yeah. loan to Doncaster. What about Odor? Because he don't seem to yeah. be given an opportunity, is he?
2: No, I mean he's he's, he's obviously got moments of, of of sort of quality there, hasn't he? And you know, everyone remembers the you know the Brentford game last season, but it um I just wonder about his energy and is he is he a little little bit languid sometimes he switches off a little bit has he got that hundred percent sort of high energy that um, that Ismail wants and does he totally does he totally trust him without the ball maybe does he sort of does he sort of go go, go wandering a little bit you know I mean what was he he's 20, 22, 22, 22, yeah twenty two now he signed a four year contract when he came didn't he and yeah. I think it's one of those if he doesn't Get too much sort of football this this season. He's only made, from the top of my head, he's only made about five or six starts, hasn't he? I think yeah. the other half have come come off off the bench. You know, it could be a, a a big time for him because he doesn't get much game time. He'd probably benefit, wouldn't he, from going out on certainly a half season alone somewhere in League One, yeah. just to, um just to get some sort of you know run of games under his belt, a bit a bit of confidence, and uh, well, be yeah. able to, a little bit
1: and do you know whether there's any it might just be but do you know if there's any truth in the fact that he actually doesn't want to play at left back he wants to play a more of an attacking role and this was brought out to truver towards and obviously if he's carried that through maybe that's why he's not yeah. getting a look in
2: i i've not i've not heard that to be to be quite honest but you know maybe so but i, I think um I think when you've got a, a head coach like Ismail, you play you, you play, <laughs> play wherever, you don't you? Yeah, off, don't I'll, you, go but...
1: I'll go net. I'll go goal. I'm not bothered.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's. Um, I, I think he's he's got that sort of uh you know, teach and listen listen to sir sort of thing. You know, you you've yeah. got to if he if he wants you to play at left back, you you do your homework yeah, and right. and, you, and you play at um, uh, left back. And it was, it was obviously interesting with Simoes, wasn't it? He, he certainly didn't like what he was doing in in training and um, he was he was sort of you know frozen out really but uh, you, you may have a point there but it's you, you know he's uh, he, he should want to learn shouldn't he you, you're going to yeah, learn you think
1: so you think so well yeah. I think it's what surprised me oh sorry no surprise me is and he's not done anything wrong up to now Brad Collins in goal but then again I hadn't I didn't think Walton had done anything wrong and all of a I no. know Col- Collins was the FA, he was the cupkeeper, weren't he? Uh, yeah. Wal- yeah. Walton was the league keeper. Um, not really seen much of Collins over at last few months no. or what have you, but then all of a sudden, Collins is now number one choice.
0: Uh, yeah.
2: Wal- Walton's gone a little bit quiet, so I, I, is there anything no. there, do you think? Or? No, I mean, I, I thought he was doing, doing well, Jack, and he certainly is a as a young one, I mean, you'll probably not pick it up, you know, what, watching the games remotely he's he's a real good commander of his back four and uh he doesn't he doesn't shut shut up basically he's like uh like a real real sort of sort of fog home but i don't think there can be too much in it really you, you know I, I, i'm to admit last night collins i thought he was a little bit lucky in the first half there was there was a ball over the top and, and he hesitated and um gallagher was almost in and um Luckily, he couldn't control the ball, and and, um, and he managed to get to get hold of it. But um, yeah, it must be maybe something in training. I I, I, I don't know to be quite honest. But there's, there's something yeah. he's he's picked up on that um, you know maybe he's just sort of questioning a little bit of, of some aspects of Jack's Jack's play. And Collins has got the shirt at the minute. But you know, I think it's one of those where you know it could uh, it could easily change. I think the, I think they're quite close. I would say it seems to be big on
1: attitude doesn't he Ishmael um, yeah. players that have the right attitude um, I think that's one of the reasons why Simway's maybe went to Donny if he didn't have the right attitude do you think then maybe Walton's I don't know been a bit slack I suppose if you want to put it in training and uh, he's thought you know what let's have a bit of a change and see what. Yeah, maybe, so, um, maybe so I mean he's,
2: he's a he's a confident he's a good talker his Jack when he um, you know he, he does the press and He's, uh, you know, he's very, very forceful with the, with the back four, and you know, he talks. He sort of talks like someone who's, who's probably a bit older than he is, really. He, you know, he yeah. does, he's not a bad thing in some respects. But um, yeah, maybe so. Maybe it could be. Maybe that's something to do with it, me- mentality. I'm not, not entirely sure, but um, yeah. You, you know, he certainly he's got his reasons. Maybe that's one for us to ask him next time we're uh, yeah next time we're there, because. Um, you know, he'd been having a decent season at, at, at Jack, hasn't he? But um, mm. something he maybe, um, maybe didn't like. Yeah.
3: And Leon, normally around this time of year, we'd be looking and saying, you know, where are we going to get the points from? Yeah. Uh, you know, near the bottom table, different now. We know the season's yeah. 46 matches. Barnsley's played 29, 42 points. Yeah. Uh, we sit in 10th. And um, in the next month, so that's from the 20th of February to the 20th of March, uh, to what was it? Yeah. Ma- nine matches. But if you look, compared to what we had in January, yeah. um, that 50 mark, so we've got Bristol away, Stoke at home, Millwall at home, QPR away, yeah. Birmingham at home. We'll take the first four first. Um, realistically, I know he talks about the 50, and you need to. You need to yeah. make a and get way on. Where do you think this team could finish? Or, or what should be a realistic target? And I know this is a personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got those play- playoffs, you know. Um. could could there dare we dream? Or actually, should we keep it relative and saying, compared to where we were last season, finish anywhere around, you know, 10th, 12th, whatever. Aim Mm -hmm. to solidify that. The next step is to keep your players and the next season is to go one better. What what do you think is a realistic expectation for this team? Because, like you said, we see it on telly, but the telly follows the ball, there's lots off the ball that that we don't see. Yeah,
2: I think think step, obviously step by step, the first thing is, is the 50 points, isn't it? You know, and I think, you know, Barsley, Barsley, you know, they should should do that pretty easy, easily enough. And then you sort of thing wasn't the the highest finish was something like was it 14th under under Hecky, wasn't it? That first season back where it where it tailed off. Yeah. But when they sold, um, was it O'Regan and Winnell? Yeah. The should. You, you've got to be pretty disappointed if they don't beat that. I would say 14. Mm. So you yeah. do that, and then you think, well, you know, can we can we finish? um top 12 can we finish you know uh, top 10 and then it can then it can snowball i i agree with what you say saying is that I, I had a little look at bars running the other day and it doesn't look um it doesn't look too hazardous doesn't it does it really no and um i think what I'd what i would say as well is if Barnes do get you know which they should do get to 50 points easily enough if you're a side at the bottom end of the table or or if you're somebody like a Redding or a Bournemouth say and you've got to play Barnsley in, you know in, towards in the in the running you know squeaky bum time when the when the daffodils come out as, as yeah. <laughs> Steve Fruit says when things happen they're going to be one of the last teams you want to play Barnsley hmm. you know whether whether a home, home or away because you know the the down your throat the pressings off the scale um you know the, the young um and the fit and you know, you just wouldn't want want to play barnsley would you at the at the business end so you know i think yeah i can see no reason you know to possibly sneak in the top 10 i think the playoffs is a, probably a little bit little little bit too much but you know if if you look at it what the board what the board have sort of sort said on paper they said look let's um, after the stayed up last season let's you know let, let's have a a season of consolidation, maybe push for for the top half. If you if, and then if you can sneak in the top ten, then you think, well, you know, for next season, why can't it, without sounding too idealistic? Why, why can't if barsey can keep the vast majority of the players, we should possibly be pushing for the for the you know top top six, sneaking in the playoffs. I know a, a lot of people might say that's a pipe team, but you've got to have you've got to have ambition, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, if this side does stay together and they can keep the manager for a year or two... Yeah, that's a big you, question, isn't it? You, you know, you're not going to... I'm not going to sit here and say Barnsley's going to get brought or anything like that, but there is potentially another chapter or two, isn't there? Yeah. If yeah. Players, if if they keep hold keep of the players, then these males happy. But, you know, a lot a lot can happen at Is, is <laughs> a, lot, <laughs> a lot more than oh, me. Yeah. But... Um, it would be nice to think that, you know, in an, in an ideal world. You know, have a decent top-half finish, maybe sneak in the top ten. Um, you know,
3: go again next year. It's a, it's a long way off. But you can really, you can really what, what about, um, you mentioned it then, um, the, the two sort of periods in, in, in a season that Barnsley fans fear the most, is the January transfer window, the summer transfer yeah. window. Um, the, the downside to playing so well... Is yeah. that um a lot of bigger clubs with bigger budgets look at some of the players that have we brought yeah. in. Let's well, be honest, Tom for a well in football terms you know pitching. um and, yeah. and, and it's not just you know you Callum Styles, people I suppose even Callum Britain. You look at a player like Helic, yeah, who gets ridiculed as soon as his name's announced because nobody's ever heard of him. But again, the, you know, the recruitment team comes through because he, it, it's rare that we don't have to talk about the Barnsley defence. I know there was, you know, a little switch off yesterday, and you know what, that yeah. happened. But it yeah. don't matter as much if you're 2-0 two, two ahead already. But if you look at Mads Anderson and, and, and Hellick, i completely unhurt, but both featured, I believe, in the top five of defenders of this um, of this season in the Championship. Yeah. How much danger is Barnsley in actually trying to get a hold of these players? Because we know what the long-term plan is, bring in the world
2: yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be very surprised if teams weren't, weren't looking at uh, Anderson. I mean, he's been he's been fantastic, hasn't he? Since the I mean, he, he, must, he went back to Denmark, didn't he to clear his clear his head? In he? you know, in that awful lockdown, and he's he's sort of come back a different player, hasn't he? He's yeah. you know, I, I remember in the Speller games games um, last summer, I, I watched him in a couple of the home games, and it was it was just his decision making. I know he's still prone to the odd to the odd Oh, it, was really good. it was just he knew when to whack it. He was knowing when to whack it into Rosehead and when just to pull it down and give it classic you know, infield and, um, and and I like that. You know he's, he's cleared his head and I must have felt having power around. I would have thought on a, on, a, on game day and, a, and on a day-to-day basis in in training. But you know I thought he was all right last night as well. He's you know his de- decision making's improved. he's he wins his first share in the air, he's um you know, he's not he's not lining fast but he's no
1: slouch, is he? no. no. Um, he's certainly he's certainly learning, do you think, from Ishmael. I mean obviously Ishmael wants yeah. to help himself. You've got obviously like you say, Anderson is he's, he's come on absolute leaps and bounds. Toby yeah. Civic having come come back yeah. now, he's starting to pick up Alex to playing out of his skin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apoelme, Apoelme again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know he only came in for a couple of games before his injury but he looks uh, yeah. really sick so we've got again embarrassment to Richard at the center arms at the minute but yeah. does that mean then that
2: Sol, Baller, Sol Baller might go at end of the season? Uh, potentially I still, think, uh, I still think there'll be quite a few games where he, where he might be uh, I think Helic as well I think he's suited to a three so I think he's, if there's one thing he lacks he lacks a yard of pace for me. Yeah, he wins, yeah. he wins yeah. his block. He's he's great in the air. I mean even even last night Gallagher was when he when he gets out when he sort of pushes out wide, he, he's out of his comfort zone, isn't he, really? And I think it turns yeah. when you know Civic's on the right, he's got Anderson just tucked in on the left and he can just attack balls rather than just, just don't get him out in the in the sort of fullback wide.
1: They, they do, they do his running for him, don't they? It's yeah. it's, it's like his footballing brain, uh, and yet Anderson's Anderson's legs. If you if you that way,
2: yeah, I think I think it works, doesn't it? Really, you know, if you're gonna have a three, the one in the middle's got to be the one who really, you know, attacks the ball. What maybe the ones at the ones at the side have just got to have that little bit more, um, little bit more yard of, yard of pace, really, to sort of come around, come around the back. But he's, he's another one. He's done done really well, and he's obviously a threat at the other end from set pieces as as well, yeah. isn't he? But I think I think Saul Barrow get is, uh, you know, he'll, he'll he'll get enough game time. I think between between. Now Trouble and is
1: he's, he's knocking on though now. Real, he? Yeah. he must be what, yeah. what is he now? He's about 28, 29, something like that. Yeah, old for our team. Oh,
2: is he 30? Oh, will be enough. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with Anderson, I mean, you just think about was it this time last year when he had was it the Birmingham game where he had made the mistake and. Mm-hmm. and
3: it looked, it's, it's only a year, it looked a long way back then, didn't it really? It's almost like, and I hate saying it, but I I, but I do, I think actually the the lockdown and the fact there is no fans has taken some of the pressure off some of these young players when they, they yeah. move abroad, and let's face yeah. it, yeah. and I've said it before and I don't make excuses, moving to England, fantastic, we're no yeah. Leeds, we're no Manchester, we're no London, we're Barnsley, yeah. it's South Yorkshire, um, they have to settle. They. It took me five years to understand people when they were talking in the accent. And then they have to play. And then we've got 12,000 people booing, you know, when you make a mistake. That can unsettle you. And I think he's gained so much confidence that when yeah. fans are back allowed, it's just going to be a joy watching him because he does the simple things right now, doesn't he?
2: I think now is the point where the, these young lads, you, you've got a point, they'll, they'll want fans back now, won't they? You yeah. know, They'll yeah. want... Yeah, you know, they, 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 they're young lads, they've got self-esteem and a, a bit of pride. And, you know, they, you know, they probably will be thinking, God, it'd be nice if if people were, you know, were here. I mean, look, you've got games, you've got some good games coming up for the rest of the season. Well, you've got Sheffield Wednesday at home, you've got Rotherham at home, that sort of thing. Yeah. It'd be great if you had, you know, 15, 15 odd thousand, 20 seventeen 18,000 there. So that's that's the next part. I think they're ready for it, put it that way, you know, when, when fans... Hopefully, do we do we turn in numbers? You know, that's uh, the next part of their growing up process, if you like. Yeah, yeah. yeah of what
3: What about you, though, Leon? How different is it? Because I always think when we sort of report back on the match, um, yeah, it's the crowd reaction, you know, when, when it erupts, when that goal goes in, uh, huge respect for all those fans that travel home anyway, you know, away to Brantford or. Yeah. How different is it for you sitting there with your writing pads, taking it in and writing, and the only applause you get is maybe some Barnsley stuff and and, and the bench.
2: Yeah, you, you, it was it was really strange at first. I think the first game I did was it was Huddersfield against Wigan, and it was was it June the twentieth last year when it started up again, and it was yeah, it was just so so airy. It was a really poor game and. I think I put a tweet out saying it's like what it's like having a bowl of soup without any salt in it. If that's <laughs> it sort of makes sense in some respect, but I put him into that many games now. You you do sadly get a bit a bit used to it. You, you you wish you didn't, but you know sadly sadly you do. But it's you know you're just desperate for getting an edge back now, and you know everyone's suffering in the um, in this country and. And especially with bars you know it's it's a good it's another great story that they're creating and you know everyone's talking about his mail and just to, you know just last night to sort of see him on on the touchline. one of was the only two good things about from a journalist perspective about what's happening at the minute is that you can get out um you can get out of grounds earlier when there's car, park, there's car <laughs> Because <laughs> we, we went, we did. I did West Ham Doncaster uh, the other month, and it was literally right behind the, you know, the pretty much the main stand there. And if it was normally, I'd have been probably parked up in uh, in Hackney or somewhere. But uh, <laughs> I mean, apart apart from apart from that, the fully only other thing is you can hear you can hear a lot of the comments, you know, on the pitch and on the sidelines. And it was, you know, it was interesting watching Ismail last night. and you know, he was on it, his players when. You know, you know when the press wasn't right and it was it was straight down a few of the you know a few of the throats of the players and you sort of that's been quite revealing but apart from apart from that and, and getting away from grounds earlier it's, it's been pretty lousy and you know I, I do feel for for you lot who for whom barnes is you know a big
3: part of your lives and
2: and you can't go you know you know and, and i'm genuine about
3: that it's, I, I, i've i've always said to steve and you know i say it to my wife i think Take the pandemic away. When when you're working, you always need something to look forward yeah. to.
0: Yeah, um,
3: It's diff- I've, I, Well, it's been nearly a year I was sent home because of health problems that I, I had to yeah. work from home. So your, yeah. your football becomes that to look forward to. The problem is, besides me and Steve ringing after a match and sort of enjoying it together in the phone, yeah. comes, you can't share it. And let's face it, but what's Barnsley got going for it at the moment? The the, the rebuilding the, the, the town centre, but, well, all the shops are shut, so we can't yeah. see it. Um, yeah. Then there's a debate because, uh, you know, a, a new roundabout is costing more than... There is nothing going. So the football club is carrying that flag. But yeah. I suppose huge respect again to the media lads and people that are on, you know, the Twitter, the Facebook, the feeds, because everything... That's the only way they can try and, and, and keep us involved. So, but it's weird yeah. watching us and I follow, and and uh, you know uh, you listen to Matt, you listen to Callum, you listen yeah. to Wayne, yeah. Yeah. and sometimes you agree and sometimes you disagree. But you think, well, they they can see it, can't they? And at least they can taste it. So I suppose there's always that little bit of of jealousy. Wow, you know, yeah. But right. but it's it, I suppose it's like going into a restaurant when it's nearly shut and it, there's only a little bit left to eat, whether you like it or not, because the atmosphere is not there, is it? So, um yeah. have you got any more questions, Steve?
1: Well, no. To be honest, well, obviously it's the first time I've uh, I've met Leon. Um, but whether you know, are you, are you just a general sports writer, or do you have a particular passion, or is it something that when you were younger, you, you know, you wanted to take up, maybe more professionally, and decided um, you go into journalism instead? I suppose.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't. I I sort of always wanted to to. To be a sports journalist, really, my, my, my late grandfather was—he was, he was a, a local football secretary, so i would got that sort of lo- you know love of love of sports, and I was I was okay at writing. know some of my match reports were a bit ropey, uh, say. <laughs> it was yeah. I mean, it, it's funny now. I mean, the route the root into journalism used to be. In the uh, old days, if you like, was you'd, you'd go on a, on a weekly paper and you'd do the court reporting and you'd you do the inquests and the cat the cat stuck up the trees and all that yeah. sort of thing. And um, now it's now it's a lot it's a bit different. There's all sorts of journalism courses you can get sports journalism degrees. So um, I, I sort of had the, the traditional route, and I've been quite you know fortunate. Really, it's a changing industry, but uh, quite lucky to do what. I sort of wanted to to do for 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 a lot of my life, and I do. It, it's any club really, any, any club in Yorkshire. I, I do. Whisper it gently. I do have a bit of a soft spot for for, for Barnsley. I, 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 you know I think they I think they're a smashing club, and you touched on the media team there, Carlo, and they they are doing really well in difficult you know circumstances. You know, not every not every club bring out a, a, you know a, a match program. There's there's, li- there's little things you know when you when you come in there's a little goodie bag and, and things like that little touches and they really are they're really trying their best at, at Barnsley in difficult you know um difficult situation i mean i went to a game the other night and they would never even had a team sheet so it was kind of proper well. old school jotting it down with i mean i wasn't bothered but it was just you know old school using the old shorthand but um you know they've, they've conducted themselves really really well at, at, at Barnsley, and they've got a nice little Bit of praise of the Daily Mail of the day, didn't they? In the, in the, in the gossip yeah. so the national journalists. I, I don't know if you're aware that the for the Chelsea game they had the press box for for the for the scribes, and then some of the national journalists were in the hospitality boxes in the in the East Stand, so they were all sat there with the heaters and the little balls, and they were happy. Wow! But uh, yeah, but like I said, that Chelsea game that was. I think that's when it really did, really did. Hit me and it hit home what it would have been like with a you know yeah, a a crowd. Yeah, back. you know, cause I, 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 I I tweeted the exact same thing and it, it sounds a little bit a little bit trite to say, but I, I genuinely do think that was a they would have they would have won. I totally agree with you. I think some of those Chelsea players, they they never sort of never really fancied it, did they? And if they'd have had three sides of that ground um, on at them. I, I think it'd have been another story like, um, you know, like 08. The conduct of the themselves well on the pitch, having said that, Barnsley. But they, it just shows what fans can do. You know, I think I think you'd have, you'd have got over the line
3: there. And I think a lot of people, you know, would totally agree with that as well. I, yeah. I said to Steve before we sort of planned this interview that whenever you tweet anything out, when, when I read, for instance, your match report, it is more than the left back played it into midfield. There was a high ball over and then, you yeah. know... Into the box and it went in. And it was one nil to Barnsley. When, when I read yours, it's almost like it, not only very descriptive. I feel like I know the players. I, I, you know, there's there's a certain I suppose your style of writing makes it just so easy to read. And and there's an affiliation with what's happening on the pitch. You're not an outsider yeah. reporter or whoever reads it. So yeah. it's a huge pleasure to read it because I suppose that's that's yeah. what that's why we do podcasts. we want to get to know the players. We want to know that little bit of information. How hard is it? Because Yorkshire Post, I know it's obviously yeah. online as well. Yeah. Um how, how difficult is it? Because people, are, you know, more and more is online. People are not going out or shops are shut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's a, it must be a struggle for the, for the whole industry really.
2: Yeah, you've, uh, it's it's a struggle also when there's a last minute equaliser and you've got to rewrite four hundred words <laughs> 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 and you've got penalties and, and your deadlines at half past ten. Yeah, it's uh, but I suppose they're occupational hazards really. That's that's the dreaded rewrite. It's not so bad on a Saturday where you can you've got a bit more time because you you're not out until Monday. But yeah, it it it, it is tough because you know you, you know you're sort of conscious of, of the fact that. You sort of in the old days, you'd watch a game, you'd have your notepad, and you know you'd just scribble away and just concentrate on your on your report. But now it's, you know, Doug, D- Doug, okay, at the Chronicle will, will find the same as well. You know, you've you've got to you having to do a running story on the game if you like, okay. whether that's food tweets. I, I do tweets, or you know, the Chronicle will do a will do a blog. You know, it's like a, a a running story of it, and then you've got to, mm. you've got to try and you've got to sort of do that you're watching the game and then some of us might have to do a a, you know a match report for the next um for the next day's paper or it'll probably go online before that anyway you know i mean it's um and there's there's all different things as well i mean a lot of a lot of websites are wanting ratings as well they're big um in terms of gathering hits they're they're very popular so it is a it's a juggling a ball juggling you know exercise and and obviously, quick—you know, you have a turn around. Twenty minutes after the final whistle, you'll have a um, you'll have a press conference with the manager. So, you've got to turn turn that around. So it's um, you have to think on your on your feet sometimes. But it's um, it can be hard going sometimes. But it's uh, it's good fun most of the time. It was good good fun last night, and um, you know it, it wouldn't have been much good fun if Blackburn had scored in the minute. And I've got to admit when they went. When Barnsley conceded there, that little bit of a little bit of an attacker just before the whistle, I was thought, "Oh my God, don't you know, don't do this." But no. uh, thankfully, we got we got over the line. But uh, it's um, it, it's good fun with Barnsley in the minute. They're they um, a, a good club to deal with and um, playing some playing some great stuff. The only shame is that, that none of you lot are there.
3: I know. It's 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 a story different than all the other seasons because sometimes we feel that the headlines are always to those big clubs like yeah. the Sheffields. It's different now, isn't it? I think Doncaster, Rotherham, because don't forget, what Rotherham yeah. are, are going to achieve, hopefully, is just as big as what Barnsley is doing, respectively. Mm. So to, um, you look at Doncaster, you know, playoffs. Uh, yeah. Rotherham just to stay in the league yeah. and Barnsley doing as they're doing. Um, it, it's nice for some of the, what other people say, smaller clubs to get the limelight throughout the season and let some of these bigger clubs just have their own worries for a couple, and we'll happily steal that limelight.
2: Absolutely, I mean, well, I, I do. They're a, they're a good club as well, Rotherham. They've got an identity. They've got a manager who's a, who's a he's a great he's a great manager and a brilliant guy as well. And I've, you know, I, I look on stuff on my Twitter things, and there seems to be a decent amount of respect between the you know the Barnsley and Rotherham fans. There was yeah. mm-hmm. That little bit of a there was well, it's a bit a bit of um, a bit of when the uh, well, that that game at Christmas t- um, took place, but it was all in, mainly in good spirits. And there's there's obviously a lot of similarities between between the clubs, isn't there? Yeah, but, yeah. and And um, you know, pound for pound, I think the two of the the best championship stories of the season. Let's all hope that Rotherham stay up, first of all, and yeah. you know, Barnsley, you know, ha- have a have a strong season, finishing the you know top ten, top twelve. That that'd be fantastic. And, um, you know I mean I know some people may have thought at the start of the start of the season two big sort of relegation candidates but it's obviously not yeah. turned out that way for for Barnsley and um and Rotherham are doing okay and if they can finish fourth on bottom
3: it's it's a it's a really good season for yeah, them definitely we like these smaller clubs are sometimes called it's great when they can defy the odds and Leon Thank you, as always, for not only your insight, but your wall well, and, and, and your knowledge. it uh, been absolutely brilliant. Well, um, I, hope, I hope the good times continue on the pitch. Um, and I'm hoping that by the end of next season, of course, Barnsley will still be in this division. Uh, but we can meet up at the press box and we'll try and get a sandwich before Doug O'Kane loves them all. Absolutely. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> take care, Steve. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks very much, yeah, thank
2: Leon. You. Cheers, day. man.